0: What's up, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Mississippi Pizza Pub in North Portland, in the Mississippi neighborhood, always serving up the freshest of slices and whole pizzas, salads. They got vegan options. They have vegetarian options. They got it all. And it's some of my favorite pizza in town. No joke. Super pumped to have them on board as a supporter of the podcast. Um, Not only do they have daily lunch specials and happy hour specials but they also have music and entertainment almost every single night of the week they have early shows that kick off around five and go till eight that are all ages shows so great for for families to come out show some of the kiddos some some of the music that's going on around town and then around nine o'clock the late night 21 and over shows start and Dan does a great job over there of, of booking all sorts of music, world music, jazz, hip hop, singer, songwriter. There's something for everything, everybody going on over there. So check out their calendar. Go, go see a show over there. Get some pizza in you because pizza is, is important for the soul uh, or at least my soul. And uh, they also have a really dope bar called the Atlantis Lounge in the back. Uh, Sort of speakeasy style, just a very low-key bar, so a killer spot to just go grab a drink, too. If you're not interested in the pizza or the music, just go there, hang out, have a drink. It's in the Mississippi Hood, very cool spot in Portland. And uh, like I said, super pumped to have them on board as a sponsor. Uh, It means a lot to have have a spot that i i can really get behind um supportive of this show this is seriously some of my favorite pizza in town and a killer spot to get food late night or during the day whole pies slices whatever you need they got it for you so so go on down there tell them uh dan cable presents sent you and uh here we are another episode of the podcast let's get into it
1: at the
0: Yo 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 Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning into the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. Fresh episodes coming at you every Friday on iTunes, Podomatic, and wherever else podcasts are found, including the official website for the program, which is dancablepresents.com. You can always find the uh, fresh episode there and always featuring some sort of video on the homepage there. Currently, it's the uh, Tribe Mars documentary that I made and released a few months ago. If you haven't seen that, check it out. Um, And also, if you want to help the show in a free way, please do hit subscribe on the iTunes. Click five stars. Write a review. It's super helpful in shooting the podcast into the top of the iTunes charts and making it more nationally visible, giving more exposure to the artists that come on the show and just creating more awareness about the podcast and definitely contributes to the sustainability of this thing and uh, just helping it reach more people um, also check out the Dan cable presents YouTube channel oh that was the oven I don't know if you heard it but the uh, the oven has been properly preheated I'm about to put these flautas in and it's gonna be lights out anyways the Dan cable presents YouTube channel uh, check that out. Click subscribe there and then you'll uh, you'll know when the freshest videos premiere uh, through there as well. I think the, uh, the newest videos up are the Maxwell Cabana sessions from the Hallowed Halls and Mike Fontaine videos from the White Eagle. Still got a, uh, a series of videos to be released from the Hallowed Hall session that we did back at, uh, towards the beginning of the year. Uh, so look forward to uh, the My Body videos dropping sometime this month of May. Super pumped for that. And uh, you can also, like I said, find that Tribe Mars documentary on there. If you uh, if you mess with uh, Tribe Mars, you should uh, definitely check that out. Um, what do we got? What do we got? We got a killer episode. We got episode 109 with... Uh, Teddy Pressberg of the, uh, the band Pig War, but just all around musician, engineer, kind of, uh, a hustler as we, we talk about in the, in the episode. And, uh, this was a, a super cool conversation that I look forward to, uh, sharing with you all. I think it's, should be an inspiring one to, to the, uh, musicians out there that are really trying to uh, find a way to be, uh self-sustaining and, and finding ways to uh, keep the hustle going. Uh, just a few calendar dates that I want to uh, mention. May 9th is uh, a show going on at the liquor store. And uh, my dudes, Brother Not Brother, they are opening up that show, their first show at the liquor store there. And it's with uh, Jacob Miller and Jake William Capistran and the hot young gunslingers sorry if i'm butchering uh the jake william capistran name um but that's what that's what it looks like on on paper so jake william capistran and the hot young gunslingers jacob miller and brother not brother it's gonna be a dope show at the liquor store may 9th also hitting the road here with the uh, the brother not brother folks we're heading out on the uh the 16th first stop is La Grand Oregon and then heading into Idaho Utah and Denver so if you're in any of those spots um, holler at me let me know love to love to see some some people out there at the at the shows it's gonna be a fun road trip and then in regards to uh, the band that we talked most about on this episode Pig war they have a couple upcoming shows in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, one being May 18th at the Doug Fur. And then they're playing the following night in Seattle. If you're listening from the Seattle area, they're playing at the sunset tavern on May 19th. And then if you want to check in with them in June, they're playing at the Alberta street pub. So check out the Alberta street pub website for more information about that. Uh, other than that, I think uh, we're pretty pretty ready to just get into this thing with Teddy. Uh, this was just a, a killer conversation with a dude that I had never met before. We've been exchanging emails for the past six months at the very least, maybe even closer to a year at this point. I don't know if it's quite that, that far along, but um, Teddy is was just a super – Cool dude to get to hang out with and, and talk to him about his uh, his musical journey. It's cool to have this sort of contrast where last week we had the episode with Mal London, who is is a newer artist and has only been going at it for a few years. And then to uh, put that up against an episode with a guy who has been doing this pretty much his entire life, and for the last, I don't know, close to to fifteen years, I guess, has been abandoned a day job and has solely made his his income off of music one way or the other, whether it's giving lessons or doing session work, recording, mixing, um, being a hired gun for tours and and whatnot. Uh, just just very cool. The wide range of folks that have been on this show, and it's it's always very inspiring to me to get to sit down with somebody that's that's really doing this thing and and has made their living doing so. And one of the things that that Teddy mentioned uh around the time that he did abandon a day job and try to go at this full force was that he was it wasn't gonna be anybody but him that kept him from getting to do this and, and having that realization, I think is super important that, you know, it's, it's not going to be other people that keep you from doing certain things. You may, you may not have a band that ever gets signed or anything, but that, that might not be the thing that, that prevents you from having some sort of career in, in music or, whatever it is that you want to do. So, um, rad chat with this dude. And, and I really dig the, the pig war tunes. Uh, if you, if you dig soul music and, and funk and R and B and, and jazz, you're really gonna, you're gonna dig the tunes that we play. I'm sure of it. Um, you can find, uh, the pig war tunes all over the, the internets and, um, I will put, all of the notes, all the episode notes as far as the links to, to get a hold of, of Pig War to find out more about the band. Um, we are going to kick off this episode with a track off of their uh, self-titled album. It's a it's a song called Bad Man. Uh, stoked to present to you yet another episode of this thing. We're still trucking along. Episode 109 with Teddy Pressburg. This is uh, Pig War, everybody, with a jam called Bad Man. Teddy Pressberg, what's shaking, man? I'm here. It's good to meet you. Likewise. We just met. I feel like we've been emailing back and forth maybe for like six months or so.
2: Yeah, yeah, but we did it, man. Uh,
0: yeah, I appreciate your, your patience and and uh, your persistence to like letting me know that you're still down to do this. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what connected us initially from getting that first email in regards to that Pig War record. Yeah. And, yeah, somebody reached out to me about that, and then I think they passed along your information as the person to talk to, kind of in regards to all that. Okay. And now, I don't know, today I've just been kind of going through everything under, like, what you've got as outright music. Oh, right. Yeah. um, But, yeah, man, how long long ago did you kind of pick up an instrument and whatnot?
2: Um. I started playing when I was in middle school guitar, pretty much always just guitar. Um, so yeah, man, I've been playing, I have been playing for a long time now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, uh, born in St. Louis and, uh, and played a lot out there. And then, and then I moved out here in like the late nineties. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen, uh, the best of times and the worst of times out here. No, it's yeah. all great. Enough. Yeah, you've
0: definitely been around to see the the major changes. Yeah, it seems.
2: I left in two thousand six and then moved back here about five years ago. So there was like like a good little like five year gap. I was gone and I moved back and I was like, oh man, like I didn't. I re- was <laughs> like, what happened, to Mississippi Street? It looks like Bend, Oregon, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mississippi Studios used to be. Uh, like the acoustic living, like the listening room. Really? Yeah, it was like that in the in the pizza spot there. Those were like uh, like the only two spots there. And that little spot was a little listening room, and the stage was always. Did you ever? Did you ever see it when it was like no, that? No,
0: man. I've only I've been here five, a little over five years now.
2: Okay. Yeah. So just when I got back, uh, yeah, it was like an acoustic room, and so it was like. You, I used to play actually with the guy who's like one of my main co writers in Pig War, Garrett. I used to first, um, he is like a company mist and just play, um, just kind of like the leads acoustic stuff with him and tour around. So we'd play that spot all the time, and um, every time you it was like so nerve wracking because every time you get there, the stage would be in a different spot. He's like an artist, it was always like different, you know, the stage would be on the ground sometimes, and so you'd have like. Only, like, 40 people, but they'd all be, like, staring down at you. That's wild. Nobody's saying a word, you know, like, just like a pin drop, you know? And they, would, they wouldn't they would even, like, amplify anything, you know, maybe vocals a little bit, you know? But it was, like, it was intense, man. Like, I played for, like, hundreds of people, thousands, man, and it's just, like, whatever. But, like, when, when everybody's just looking down. Yeah, it,
0: just those intimate rooms.
2: Yeah. And then the upstairs balcony was... uh like a recording studio, too.
0: That's wild. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, for people that, that don't know what Mississippi Studios is, it's like, I guess, a premier venue here in town now, you know? Yeah. And the, kind of the, the venue that all the local bands want to play at. Yeah. It's like there in the Doug fur. Yeah. And even for the, the touring bands coming through, I just saw recently... I think the last show, show at Mississippi Studios I saw was The Suffers. Okay. And they actually mentioned uh, Pig War when I was talking to yeah. Adam, their, their bass player, just about local bands that, that have similar vibes. They're like, oh man, you, you should check out Pig War. And I was like, yeah, cool. I've already been kind of talking back and forth with them a little bit. Nice. Um, cool. But yeah, going back to, to St. Louis and, and kind of picking up that guitar, did you grow up in a musical family or?
2: Not really. Nobody really played. My dad taught me like my first kind of riffs, you know, but he was just kind of like he could just, he did cowboy chords, you know, he could just yeah. play a little bit. So he taught me like a couple riffs. And, um, but music was always around, but it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like that classic story where it was like, oh, they always had on like Miles Davis on the hi fi. It, <laughs> it was like, you know, we were listening to like Billy Joel and, shit like that yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah it
0: sounds like similar to you know to like what i was growing up with kind of deal was there a guitar in the house though like that, you, that your dad had or? no uh,
2: well yeah 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 the, he got uh like a nylon string okay after a while yeah but it i wasn't really you know that into it really until like middle school when like i started having like friends kind of play and, and then i learned on their electrics and and kind of you know got the Got the itch that you know it was like you know like learning metallica songs were coming like yeah re- man <laughs> really quick and easy you know i was like i was like this is really fun you know and um i think the biggest thing because i i teach too i teach guitar lessons here and um just out of my studio like two days a week you know that keeps it like fun and sweet i've noticed like i really enjoy teaching a lot but if you do it like full time man it can It can hurt. (laughs) I feel like that's almost anything. (laughs) Yeah.
0: To a certain degree, you know?
2: Yeah. So I play for, like, all different styles, all different bands. It's just, like, just got to, like, keep it. It makes, whenever you go back to something else, it keeps it fresh and sweet. Anything in life, right?
0: Yeah. And I would imagine just, like, teaching someone else and kind of showing them the light on things is is a pretty fulfilling thing as well. And getting to see somebody's progress and...
2: Yeah, and it's a really important thing, too, and so you want to be in the right mindset for that, you know? Like, you really want to be able to, like, have the energy to, like, play uh, Seven Nation Army, like, 500 times, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Like, it's a meditation, it's a zen, but it's important, you know? But I was saying, like, you teach, uh, like, you know, like, all those kids, you know, like, what was important for me was, like, having, like, that first band, like, a garage band. yeah. And um, making sure, like, you know, you just, like, you've got, like, a crew and you suck and you generally suck just a little bit less every month, but you're just, it's just terrible. But you're, like, you've got a crew, you know. That was, like, really important for, like, the learning process.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's it's super empowering. Like, all of a sudden you feel, like, you're building this thing together with these people and you're just, like, we're doing it, man. Yeah. We're, we're, we have a band <laughs> now. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter how... How terrible it is! It's just this very cool thing, and it's
2: a it's a language. It really is. So you got to you got to like go out into the world and speak it with other people. If you just stay home and like and just like read out of the books or or listen to the records, I mean, you can definitely learn the language. But the best way is speaking with others, right? Yeah,
0: for sure. I th- and just the the bonds that you kind of create and and grow with those people that are involved in that, yeah, is pretty amazing. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I I started my first band in high school or and I played with three of those guys for like ten years. Yeah. You know, and shout out to Bert and Ryan probably listening to this podcast. They're like supporters of this and and cool kinda continue to support each other and whatever we're doing. But like yeah. yeah, to like have those that ten years of memories is like something it's just this tight thing between the, the three of us or and whomever was involved within that 10 years, the rotating cast yeah. that went in and out of that. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool to have that.
2: Yeah. I don't talk to, to laugh to those guys nearly as much that I, that I had my first band with, but I mean, we're like brothers, though. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. We all learn together, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, was junior high, when you picked up that guitar and everything, was that right around the time that you started developing kind of your own musical tastes Aside from like just what was being played in the house,
2: yeah, I mean, like you know, the flavor of the day back then was like grunge music. You know, I was like the like mid nineties. You know, so Absolutely. so like for me, it was. I mean, it was. It worked for me. It was. I I like learned. I mean, as a beginning student and I listening to Nirvana, you know, I like learned like every Nirvana song, in, like, in like just a few months, you know, it's just like, you get the power cord, you're ready to go. But that guy's got a really cool right hand, Kurt Cobain, right? Like rhythm and stuff. So I was like, really, I think it was like beneficial to kind of get that, you know, it's like, whatever, I tell all the students too, it's like, whatever you ingest, everybody knows, like with art, you know, it's like, you just take in as much as you can, different styles, different things. And then it just like, all comes out your own, you know, like you just take in as much as you can and study it, dissect it, right? And and um, it's like a part of you. So I know like Kurt Cobain's right hand is in me somewhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of weird. Were you? Uh,
0: I know. I mean, from listening to to the recorded music that that I've heard, like especially the the Pig War stuff, which I'm most familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely shred on guitar, which is killer. Um Thanks. were you were you pretty drawn to the noodling on the guitar like pretty quickly or was it kind of figuring out structure of of those songs like that you were kind of breaking down initially Yeah.
2: No, I remember clearly like I I got through Nirvana super quick. Like I took to it and then I was like I remember I was driving with my dad and Jimi Hendrix came on the radio and it was, you know it's like you have those moments man. It's like this is the first time I heard Jimi Hendrix and I'm like oh, man, that's how you play a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's what's up. So, you know, like that led me down, like, you know, a different path that I've, I've still continued to this day, you know? Like, I still love Jimmy. Um, and, uh, oh, man, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, just, just as
0: far as, like, were you, I mean, more drawn to – to kind of shredden than Oh than yeah like structurally writing songs and whatnot?
2: Yeah, no, I've kinda always been interested in both. Like like the Beatles have have always I've always liked the Beatles and and like dissecting their parts, you know, and their songs and figuring out all that, you know, and um yeah, I've always been into all of it for sure, but I I can't really sing. So that's like always been a thing for me where I've been writing all these songs like my whole life, you know, and I'm like, man, I can't sing, you know, so I don't sing. But it eventually got me to Pig War where, you know, I've always my whole life, you know, up until Pig War, like a few years ago, like I've always just accompanied other singers or my bands have always been instrumental. And, you know, I was like, I have all these tunes, you know, so I was finally like, you know. I'm gonna just start my own band and have different singers <laughs> sing my stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was like the first time I've ever had like a band that's like my own with with a singer, you know? And it's like it's like kind of like night and day, man. Like people people like really like it's hard to do instrumental music and get, you know, like like connect with people sometimes, you know. It can kind of but as soon as there's like a voice even like i hear it with like horns like if we have horns in our instrumental bands like it kind of is in that same register like people instantly turn their head you know
0: it's crazy man the horns seem to be this like transcendent thing that just (laughs) just uh i don't know it connects people to a certain feeling and it makes it seems to bring like this joy out of people like it's hard It's just hard not to smile sometimes when these when these killer horn lines are happening, and mm-hmm. I mean that's definitely like a big draw to me to to pig wars or and and soul soul music in in general, mm-hmm. and and just like a lot of the bands that I dig right now, like Duran Jones and the Indications. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, I saw them a couple weeks ago when they were here, yeah. and the Suffers who I already mentioned, like that music just seems to. Bring out this different feeling, especially when you go see it in the in the live setting. Yeah.
2: Um horns are like the exclamation point, I feel like, when I'm writing. It's like you can you can have some cool lines, you know, but you need to it's like you need to just like say it like you mean it. And you, you put a horn line at the end of it or on top of it, it's just like it's the truth. Yeah,
0: it's just so <laughs> powerful. And yeah, the instrumental music, like you were saying, it's It's definitely a different thing as far as connecting with people. I've, I was always like so turned off by instrumental music for so long. Mm -hmm. And I think just over the last five years, I've been exposed to the right things or maybe just at the right time. Mm -hmm. And now instrumental music has become so important to me just because I feel like it opens, it's such like an open environment and there is no vocal. And there is no narrative really to right. to kind of like tell you what you should be feeling right, almost. Yeah. So it, it kind of just allows yourself to to go all these different places.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I feel that too. Like it's as soon as somebody starts singing the opening line, you're like, Oh, this is happy or this is sad. And but I mean if you're listening to like, you know, like cooking with the Miles Davis Quintet or something like that, you're just it's just kind of hard to pick that up. It takes, it takes more time and appreciation and especially nowadays, like nobody like has time for <laughs>
1: for that. Yeah, you know what I mean? For like, sure.
2: like people don't even get past like the first 10 seconds of a song, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it, it takes a lot of time to kind of like to like develop that appreciation.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just like understanding how good a player is people are you know especially with the jazz thing yeah like, i love jazz music so much now and it was yeah. just something i wasn't really exposed to too much and i just didn't really have an understanding of and yeah there's still parts of a jazz like i saw herbie hancock recently yeah and man it was it was unreal but there were certain parts where i was just like i don't even know what's happening right now <laughs> <laughs> like
2: yeah just trying That's to wrap beautiful. your head
0: around it <laughs> but it's, it's crazy to watch like a group you know, just just dive into something and everybody goes into this hole and then yeah. they come out back into that that main core.
2: And yeah. There's almost more emotion sometimes in that music because it's I when I mean like when I go on the road of Pig War, it's like the songs are tight and they're the same. And I man, like I just when I did that stuff, when I we just played at the Suffers in San Francisco and did like three shows and you know, it was like we were opening like on all the shows, so it was like I had one guitar solo every night. You know, that's like that's like the moment, like the one minute I can like express myself a little different. But when when it's like a jazz thing, you know, it's like you have all this room. It's expected of you to like to put it it put it out there, you know to, yeah. to 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 just reflect what's going on that day, you know. But when you're like doing songs, it's like pretty tight and true right right
0: <laughs> just that the jazz improv improvisation just like tears down the boundaries of the, of the songs and it's it's also it just seems like everybody's so engaged like as far as the musicians playing mm-hmm. and they're they're almost like having their mind blown at the same time you are because they they're like oh my god i can't believe you played the solo like that tonight yeah it's wild <laughs> um you were talking about earlier about just kind of opening yourself up to a lot of different kinds of music. Were you always drawn to a to a lot of different types of music?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've always, I guess, I've always liked different styles. With with Pig War, you know, I've I've really lately developed like an affinity for just like these old like jazz cuts and and um, and funk. Records from like the 60s and 70s that, uh, you know, were kind of like just like small pressings and the rare things. And um, like just this weird stuff that kind of never made it to the mainstream. Um, So kind of like seeking out. I've always like, you know, like recently I just kind of, I've just discovered like i'm like i'm really drawn to stuff i've never heard before you know um like tune yards is like a good example of somebody who like when i when i listen to her records i hear these things i'm like i've never heard that anywhere else (laughs) you know um like to duran jones you know i'm like that's familiar you know and it feels good and warm but I, i also like i like hearing like this these weird things that have just never been done before, you know. Um, so I'm kind of drawn to music like that. I like everything, you know. There's I feel like I feel like you know, it's if you can just kind of like find the I mean, it's just like anything life. You can find the good in anything, you know. Right. And there's always something there's always a lesson to learn, you know.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know. I just I just feel like as as a songwriter to just continue to have this input of, of different things and and new things that can only be helpful to you. Yeah. You know, um, like where, where do you find like these obscure things? Is it just kind of going down the rabbit hole of the internet of. Yeah. Digging or or like, yeah,
2: like digging on the internet for sure. Like you got your blogs that you're looking at and guys that you trust, you know, that are putting up like good stuff, the heaters and, um, you know, just like putting, put them on a playlist and, and just having them, you know, to like, to dig into. Um, it's, I mean, it's tough, man. Like I'm kind of like in, I'm kind of like in a blackout right now, or I'm not like getting on any social media or just, there's just so much out there, you know? And, and like, I'm doing a lot of writing right now. It's like, I've got a small window where like, I'm not working on other people's stuff. So I'm, trying to you know like get some new pig war stuff together so so it's like i've taken all those things and i've i've had them for dinner and they're gonna come out but i'm like i can't eat any more (laughs) yeah you know i just want to like it's cool man i like i was like telling my wife i'm like man i remember what it was like not to have a cell phone i was like those were good times you know like how did we ever meet up at the concerts together
0: or anywhere? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, like I was definitely like on the tail end, you know, of that. Like my friends really didn't have cell phones in in high school or anything, you know, yeah. that was, that was kind of a college thing where everybody had a cell phone, but just, mm-hmm. you know, just in general, you just had to say, Hey, we're going to be here at this time. So we'll yeah. see you out front. Yeah. Like hopefully. And yeah. if you don't show up within 20 minutes, like we're, going inside or or whatever, right. you know. Yeah.
2: And then at the end of the show you're like, "Hey, where were you?" <laughs> but it's
0: also rad cuz you're not you're not worried about like what's happening with the phone, you know. Mm-hmm. You're just you just go to that concert and and you don't you don't pay any attention to anything else. Yeah. Where now it's I don't know. It's hard sometimes you get it's it's so easy to get addicted to the phone and I've definitely like had to make conscious effort, especially when going to shows. You know, like sometimes I'll I'll try to take like one photo or whatever. You know, post uh-huh. one little Instagram story, like I'm here. <laughs> like, right. Uh, but then you know, like a lot of other times recently, I've just been like, no one needs to know that I'm here. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I'm here. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's crazy. It's it's definitely like overwhelming too. Like just the amount of connectivity sometimes
2: yeah for sure and it's and you know like bringing it back it's like man there's so much music out there it's just like how do you filter through all of it you want to like like you know i'm checking out new stuff you know and stay relevant man just like to keep up with it all and it's just like how do you i mean it's just i mean It's cool because there still are albums that, you know, like just put on repeat, you know, that are like coming through for sure. But it's like and it just seems like nowadays it's like just listen to a lot of things just once and done, you know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and the I mean, the flip side of the Internet and, you know, all the connectivity is that. Everybody can get their music out there. Right. So there is, there's so much good stuff to check out because you don't need a label to like let everybody know that your music is out. Yeah. And even just being, becoming super connected with the music scene here in Portland, it always just kind of blows my mind to this realization of how many good musicians there are and how many Good projects there are going on, and not all of those are going to get the recognition that they maybe deserve.
1: Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) yeah, all of them probably won't.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Cool, man. You want to get into maybe get into a track off of uh, off the self titled Pig War record? Yeah, for sure. Right on. Um, I was thinking maybe we'd slide in uh, Sweet Thing. Okay, which is which is a jam that I that I enjoy quite a bit, and it, it features a uh, Arietta Ward. Yeah, on this jam, cool. Yep. This is uh, this is Pig War, everybody. Sweet thing. Etta. Miss Edda, Miss Edda on that track, man. She she's a killer. Yeah. Um, how you how did you link up with her?
2: Uh, so when I first got back to Portland like five years ago, um, you know, it's hard, man. Like when when you're an independent musician, kind of like, you know, hopping scenes, you know, because like I had to like I'd already paid my dues in Portland, and then I like quit my day job. And then moved back to St. Louis, and I had to like start fresh there. And then I was doing good there. And then I was like, man, I got to get back to the mountains and the trees, man. And uh, so I got back here, and I had to start fresh, you know. So I'm like, who who do I talk to that does soul and funk? And I like looked online and I saw the Doo Doo Funk All Stars, right? This is like the first week. So, you know, I got back to town. And we got hooked up with uh, a floating home, like on the uh, Columbia River, nice. until, you know, until we got settled. It was like a friend's, uh, a really good friend's father had built this really beautiful floating home. And um, it was right by the airport, man. It was crazy, but it was gorgeous. And so I'm like, man, I'm going to live here and I'm just going to like, I'm going to play, I'm going to take every gig, you know, like I'm going to just say yes to everybody. I'm going to meet everybody. And so I I get into this floating home, and it's like, oh, man, you got to go down a 100-yard deck, you know, like a deck where it's just rails and stuff. And then it's like a 45-degree, like, angled, like, ramp up to the parking lot, you know. And there's broken glass everywhere in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, man, I can't play with anybody unless they're paying me. (laughs) <laughs> so it's a good gig, man. I'm not making that yeah, journey for anybody, for sure. But I got back to town, and like within the first week, I met Tony Ozier, who who's the Doo Doo Funk King, and uh, and he connects everybody with everybody. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, I just moved back to town. You need a guitar player? He's like, yeah, we're playing with um, with George Clinton at the Crystal Ballroom next week. Do you want to play? <laughs> like yeah dude <laughs> like for sure yeah. <laughs> so so i did that gig with them and you know and then i met like everybody in that crew it was just like some of the best musicians i've 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 played with man there's like tyrone on drums tyrone hendrix and edda was singing and uh farnell, farnell you know and... I, I met him and i had him like you know come play on some studio stuff in my house and uh he put me on a couple gigs like all those guys man i've Kept in touch with them. It's been hard because I have young kids. You know, I can't really get out as much as I'd like. But um, but um, yeah, that was like how I met all those folks. You know, and I've just always been in touch and doing gigs here and there. And and um, yeah, Eda was nice enough to to like bless a track. It felt it was like this one's for you. you Yeah, man, she's a badass. Yeah. Well, that album actually, so we recorded in San Francisco, and then, we, and then um, we did like two days to tape, like the basics, and then did all the overdubs here. But we went up to Tony's studio for like a session. I went up there and had him and Edda sing um, background vocals on a handful of tracks. Okay. I, was like, I was like, oh. We already had a singer on Sweet Thing. But I was like, I think this one's for Edda.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah. Um Yeah, when when did like the idea kind of spark you said you and Garrett kind of started Pig War together? Mm-hmm. And and how did that kind of come together as far as the beginning of that?
2: Yeah. Well, I got back to town and I hadn't, you know, like I had been doing a lot of his folk stuff and then we had this gap where I was in St. Louis and we got back and um i just kind of showed him some of the stuff i was working on you know and um you know like he he started coming over and and working on stuff and like with him he just like he just come over and kind of get the pocket and just say like really weird shit you know (laughs) i was like cool i was like that's the right syllables but like you can't say that that's not cool, yeah for sure, <laughs> you know, so we'd like just kind of like change things up, you know, um, and he was super into it too, you know, so he he the on the um on that album he like co-wrote like all the lyrics, you know, we just you know it was like both of us like someone did the hook on this one, someone did the hook on that one, and you know it's good, like when you don't have that ego um. Uh, and you can like edit each other, you know, and yeah. and not get attached to lyrics. It's been really awesome,
0: for sure. That's yeah. super helpful to have somebody like that in the room to bounce ideas off of or finish lines and whatnot. Yeah, um, I know you said that you know that you're you're never like a great singer or anything, but did you, did you always kind of enjoy writing lyrics, or was Pig War kind of the first time that you? kind of sat down and wrote some words.
2: Yeah, no, I've always been doing that. Um But I just, you know, I just never really had gotten to a spot where I guess I could, like, tell everyone in the band, like, what to play. Yeah. And because um, I had been... I've been told what to play plenty of times, you know, <laughs> so, so it's like, okay, now, now I know how to ask people nicely or the right way, you know, how to command it, you know, and, and get what you need out of people in, and, and um, so it's, I, I think it was just kind of like the right timing with everything, you know, I'd never done anything. I just, everything had just been instrumental or jingles or whatever, you know, that always been my wheelhouse. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean. I don't know. It's important to be able to be direct with people when you're working in a band so that you can properly serve the song and whatnot.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's like you need you need that one person with I mean it's a democracy, but you need like the leader. You need the one person with the vision who can like, you know, whip it into shape, you know?
0: Yeah. And as far as the process of of writing the songs for for Pig War, is it is it very much just like you laying down the main riffs and kind of bringing it to the to the band, or
2: yeah, it's all pretty much all the. I mean, I'm a big Duke Ellington fan in that you kind of write to like the people and your band's strengths, you know. Um, but like all the stuff's demoed pretty hard. Like I like I like a lot of the drums, even you know, are 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 done. Um, you know, beforehand with the demos, you know, to give just the basic idea for, for where the field is for the drummers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like, I think, I think a handful of those tracks, you know, like I'm really into the writing process and, and that, I think a handful of those, like I went out to the beach when, uh, when my first kid Mirabelle was born. So she was still taking two naps. (laughs) that's amazing I'm like we went out for like a week you know in like January when it was like dead out there and um, we got a cool house and I'm like cool all right I'm gonna write three songs a day I'm gonna write one during each nap and then as soon as I get her to bed I'm gonna read I'm gonna write a third one you know and it was like that's it like I had like an hour-ish window to just like come up with the ideas you know and so I was like at the end of it you know I had like 15 songs you know um then the hard parts like you know figuring out what to do with them <laughs> yeah yeah, for sure yeah
0: and I know you uh you play synths also hmm do you play a bunch of different instruments
2: no I mean like just just synth is kind of like something I've gotten into recently because it's like it's like music's a language and that's like it's almost like my second language or like a bad translator for me or something but it's like it's kind of interesting I feel like, um, you know, like you get like so comfortable on an instrument that I can kind of like, you know, I hear like something in my head and then I play it on guitar and it just it comes out pretty clean. But when I do it on on a keyboard, since I'm not that good at the keyboard, it kind of like I come up with like those happy accidents or or just something totally fresh, you know, like whenever I sit down to one of those things and start playing on them, it's like. I I get stuff out that I I would have never done on guitar so
0: yeah just going kind of going back to that keeping keeping things fresh and like being able to sit down a different instrument and, and hear some different things yeah and I would imagine that's like just another great tool to have for for writing songs and whatnot yeah, and definitely. Just adding layers mm-hmm. um yeah how long you been messing around with the the synths and whatnot
2: just I mean maybe like six years or so, you know, um, I mean, there's the collection right there. (laughs) It's
0: pretty, it looks like a pretty extensive collection.
2: Yeah. It it could fall over, you know, it's a little, but it's, it's cool. You know, they're, they're fun, man. They all have their purpose and sounds and stuff, you know? Um, I dig them, man. They're fun.
0: you pretty handy with like the, uh, just the production in general, as far as like engineering stuff or.
2: Yeah, the pig, actually all the stuff that I've ever put out, has been on my own, but the, um, the pig war album, we let, um, the monophonics guys, they like the kind of masterminds behind that band. Do you know, you ever I don't heard of those know guys? Is. They're cool. Uh, they're, uh, they're like a psychedelic soul band from San Francisco. check them out. They're really, they're cool, man. They, they're, throwback and and they're they're righteous man they've got a great studio with with t- like 10 times as many synthesizers all tape and um nice fellow so we just decided you know that it'd be cool to like let someone else take the reins and yeah and um, it was hard, man. It was hard to, like, let's watch else... somebody else. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch. It was, re- like, we recorded live together, and then I did the overdubs, and then it was just, like, you know, have at it. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did but you, yeah. Did you pick up
0: uh, kind of the itch for the engineering pretty quickly? pretty quickly or or did you kind of just do it out of necessity so you could record demos
2: and I had this I had this um cassette recorder that um when I when I quit my day job you know I was like 25 and I was playing I was touring around of Garrett a lot and you know I was like 25 so I'm like you know if I'm going to do music like I got to do it now you know so I was like one of five greenhouse gas traders in the United States you know that didn't really work out you see where <laughs> we're at now man like 75 <laughs> degrees right now <laughs> but you know I'm like I'm gonna do it man so I, I quit my job and I'm like you know though if if I uh, I'm gonna give it a go and if I don't if I don't make it work it's gonna be because of me though. It's not gonna be because Garrett didn't book enough gigs or whatever. Like I gotta, I gotta make it happen for me, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started, you know, start. That's when you start the hustle, right? I started teaching and um and putting out my own stuff. And I put out, I put out this kind of lo-fi recording thing. And Rope of Dope Records picked it up, which was cool. That's right. Um, yeah, it was like one of the first um digital albums that they did. You know, it was like. 10 it was like 11 years ago um and um yeah so yeah I've just always you know from there it was kind of just like always trying to make the recordings better and and get there and feel like I'm finally in in like a better spot with all that
1: yeah
0: <laughs> So since 25, have you been pretty self-sustainable then with the music thing in yeah. some, some way or fashion, you know? Yeah. lessons or... For sure. You, you do a lot of work, like session work and stuff like that for other people as well?
2: Yeah, it's a it's it's a hustle, man, because um, I'm getting up there, man. I'm, like, going to be... I can't... I'm, like, in my 30s where I don't even know, like, what number it is anymore, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I feel you. You know, I'm... I'm, I'm like not super deep into the 30s but you know I'm, I'm going to be 33 this summer so I feel you
2: yeah it's <laughs> it's you get up to like the upper 30s and I'm just like I can't remember man I have to ask Siri I'm like how old am I Siri <laughs> um but yeah I t- I like teaching you know I I do it twice a week I do it Mondays and Tuesdays and it's like long days but it's like that's the mortgage that's like boom and then um yeah, like writing jingles, you know, I do some stuff for film and, and TV and, you know, we like, I'll like, usually it's like friends and word of mouth, but I'll do like two or three bands a year in here and track them. And, um, and then a lot of like mixed jobs just like online where I don't even meet people, you know? Yeah, they just like Dropbox and stuff. That's
0: and, uh, the other crazy thing about the internet, just like listen to stories about people just like yeah i made this track and then i sent it across the country to this person and then they sent it to like yeah. the uk for this dude to play lap steel on yeah. like what
2: the fuck yeah it's crazy it's amazing there's there's one guy who uh one client who i mean i guess it's what a producer is i think i think he probably just wrote the words you know and um he had, like, I think he had somebody make the beats. And then, he had, and then he'd had, then he hire somebody to sing on it, all remotely. And then he'd have me, like, mix and master it. And it was, like, done. <laughs> it was, like, a bunch of... I got a bunch of jobs from him, you know? Yeah. And, you know, music's out there. It's on SoundCloud.
0: <laughs> That's wild, man. Can you, like, just thinking back to your kind of teenage days of, of picking up that guitar and everything and playing in bands. Did you like ever imagine oh, that that you would still kind of be at it and this would be your profession? Like did you did it click? No, I like invented
2: the Internet. Thing, yeah, man. yeah, for sure. But just like
0: <laughs> as far. I don't know. Did you have any foresight? that? Like this is what you wanted to do from from the beginning with it. Like, did yeah. it click that hard for you?
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah, like it gave me that gave me chills a little bit, you know, because like I grew up just like lip syncing to Billy Joel, you know. And yeah, man. And it's like, you know, it's it's not the most glamorous thing, you know, being a musician. People think it is, but you know, like yeah. it's hard work and it's a hustle that doesn't end. But it's like, hey, man, I get it. I'm not in a bank. Nothing wrong with that, you know. Um, I mean, like I'm not, I'm not sitting behind a tie.
0: Yeah, no suit and tie. <laughs> yeah, you're like a you're a working class musician, you know. And yeah, like I'm, that's that's rad.
2: I got a guitar in my hand when I'm when I'm getting paid. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's so cool, man. And yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of people assume that it's either like you're either a rock star or you or you you haven't made it. Yeah. Yeah and so uh, i don't know there's like a lot of people that don't realize there's other avenues to go and i think like as a musician or like anybody that's kind of trying to pursue their own thing like the more tools that you can acquire like you you know you picking up engineering and yeah. you know being able to to offer different services and whatnot yeah. you,
2: you can you can make it happen for yourself you become your own lawyer you know It's hard to hire somebody to read a contract man those lawyers make a lot of money yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) where would you say um where do you like find the most resistance or like distraction from like trying to to stay on track with
2: everything oh well i mean i got a family i got a four-year-old and two-year-old that's hard i was telling you i got like I got like 50 songs. I told my I told my buddies, I'm like, you got to put this stuff out there if I croak in the next like month, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get it all done, man. Like there's a trove of good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, you know. I mean, that's the most important thing. I I had a I was um I was on tour with a band that was doing really well. I was playing with them a lot for the last 2 years, really good friends of mine. And um you know, it was was great because we were getting really wonderful gigs that, that, that grossed a lot. And they were just like on the weekend, you know, it was like one-offs festivals and private gigs and stuff. And I did that for a couple of years and then, then they got big, man. And they're like on the road. They, I did three weeks with them last winter. And, um, you know, it was supposed to be a week and then became three weeks, and it's cool. And I did it, and then they're like, Okay, we're gonna, you know, a couple months later, we're gonna hit it again for another three weeks. I'm like, I can't,
0: man. Yeah, you know, can't be a- away from the fam that long. Yeah. yeah,
2: and it's and it's that's the balance, that's like the distraction, but that's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like that's like what you're gonna remember, you know, yeah, the good- I mean,
0: it's obviously like super important to you i mean even just like yeah i know we we kind of put this thing together last minute but i don't know i i really respect that like part of your thing was like hey c- like can we wrap this by eight so i can put my kids to bed and tuck them in and stuff like that that's a uh, that shows a lot of character to me man like that's right, cool. that's that's cool as shit
2: yeah like if it goes late though and i don't that's fine too yeah <laughs> but just <laughs> that like, you even
0: excuse. have that like in your mind and whatnot to like the like, yeah, like we can do this, but it's important that I get to put these kids to bed and whatnot, you know? Yeah. That's killer, dude. Yeah,
2: that's the good stuff, man. <laughs> it is. That's the stuff you remember, I feel like. You know, like you're not going to remember, like, how many streams you got or or any of that stuff, like all those concerts or whatever. It's just going to be like the it's, – it's your kids, you know? That's yeah. an important part of it.
0: Um, obviously, they've changed the way – like your schedule operates and, and how you have to do that. But do you feel like they've also changed the way you, you write and music and kind of see the world?
2: Maybe uh, my four-year-old writes songs all the time. So I'm like today I was just like, I'm like can you give me a hook? You know, <laughs> like I know you got something fresh, you know, <laughs> she's getting there, man, like maybe in a year, you know, <laughs> like I'll, I'll be able to mine it out of her, you know? Um, it's hard, you know. It's like um, I don't know, man. It's it's ever evolving, trying to like figure out the schedule. You can hear them running upstairs yeah. right now, right? <laughs> yeah, they had dinner. They're going nuts. Yeah, man. They're, they're getting
0: hyped up. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully getting tiring themselves out. Before. Yeah, they listen listening <laughs> to
2: Kendrick Lamar and jumping right now. It's just I don't know. You know, I I actually recently just. Um, I don't know where I read it, but it was talking about, you know, I've always been, like I was saying, like into the writing process and trying to do different things with that. And, um, uh, you know, kind of studying the process. And it was talking about how men, you know, like they're like these guys, they just have this long thing where it's like, okay, I have to I have to. Enter into my my writing spot. I have to make the tea just right, and then I get my pencils all laid out, and and this is like this, and and it's like this whole process. And it was like, no, it's like, it's like the women are just like, okay, I got the kids to bed, pictures done, you know, portraits done. Like, there's no time to fuck around. Yeah, man. you just do it. You just, you know, you come to work and you do it. And that's, I think that's a big thing with with any art too. It's like you just you know you just show up and you you make it happen
0: yeah man well i I really dig the the pig war stuff, and Thanks. like I'm just such a big fan of kind of this revival of of soul and r and b and funk music kinda of, I feel like it's slowly making its way back to the mainstream in some in some ways, you know or or at least getting a lot of recognition on the on the indie level of things you know bands like duran jones and and the Suffers and Mm -hmm. and charles bradley rip you know and and sharon jones and all that dap tone stuff it's it's just so cool to kind of see that being circulated again and and having it's having its moment because it's like such amazing music and like we were talking about earlier just kind of evokes this this different emotion than maybe like a singer-songwriter type deal which I'm all about as well especially yeah. like as a singer-songwriter you know yeah but um, yeah I just I just love this like the record and and kind of the spin and adding some of those psychedelic elements to it and adding the synthy stuff I think is like such a cool crossover to it all yeah Um. Yeah, that the uh the last track on the record, which is El, is it Elfin? Is that yeah. how you say it? Elfine. Elfine. Yeah. Uh that's it's what we're gonna play it out with. It also, yeah. I think my favorite track on the record. Cool. Uh just yeah. because it has such a fat groove on it. And then did you play the the synths on that one?
2: Um on the record I'm just no, that's that's LeClaire Stevenson who's like my uh, musical life partner, dude. That, that <laughs> shit
0: is so wild. Like that that, that synth solo, solo yeah. is 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 so amazing. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah.
2: I I play just uh, synth bass on that one, and, and then he just we usually do that live, and it's just like uh, live. I I have this thing with with the band where um I have this this uh, hand signal where i just point up meaning like like you need to get louder and and it's always a thing where it's like i try and get there's a few like parts in the night where where somebody's soloing and usually they just want to wave it off and like and finish it i'm like no one more you know we usually go with leclerc we go like five more it's just like it's just bashing by the end you know um but it's fun he's a great player and he he uh he co-wrote one of the songs on the album, and he he helps a ton. He's he's a great player.
0: Absolutely, man, and yeah, just killer, and um, it's uh, a pleasure to kind of get to sit down and, and talk with you. Like, obviously, uh, you're an accomplished musician, you know, and you've been able to sustain this thing for for a long time, which is, I think, very inspiring to to someone that's looking to to do the same, you know, whether like myself or or the people listening to the the podcast wow. and whatnot. So, yeah. Thank you for for hanging out. And, yeah, man. And talking it's good to shop meet you, man. Likewise, man. Uh
2: Put this on the mic. There I know you, you
0: guys have some some Portland shows coming up, right?
2: Yeah. We're going to be at the Doug Fur in in May. Um we're playing with Main Squeeze. and they're kind of like a their, their funk's a little tighter, a little like sweeter, newer. Um, great band. And then in June at the Alberta Street Pub. Love the street pub. That's a great spot. Love that room. Yeah, it's cool, man. <laughs> Small little spot. Um, different singers for each show, too. Garrett will be there in May, and then we got a gal singing in June.
0: Oh, rad. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> um, where's a good place for... People to kind of keep up with Pig War or or yourself, like, if are you are you taking open open applicants for, for like lessons and stuff right now? Are you pretty stacked
2: out? Yeah, no, there's a waiting list, but you can always get on it, man. Uh, TeddyPressburg.com, and then you know, like Facebook, Teddy Pressburg, Dove Driver, Pig War, and you can like reach one of us.
0: Cool, man. Well, I'm gonna, I'll definitely put all the all the links in the episode notes so people can kind of just click on those things right away and, and, and find you um, cool. we end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying the uh, the tagline for the show which is it's a program so if you could give us a good it's a program it's a program that's Teddy Pressberg everybody uh, we're, we're gonna play it out with a, uh, a jam off the self-titled pig war record which you can find all over the internet Bandcamp, Spotify iTunes all that jazz uh, this is Elphine We will catch you on the flip side, Portland.
2: It's a program.